For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to the April 28th episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the greatest sports book in the world, 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 BetUS.com. Sign up for an account today, BetUS.com. Use the promo code BACON and you'll get a 125% deposit bonus on your first deposit. BetUS.com, promo code BACON. 125% deposit bonus on your first deposit. It's the greatest sports book in the world. Had a few people reach out um, who signed up for an account last week. They're very happy with it so far. It's a good interface, uh, good customer service, easy to deposit, easy to withdraw. And all the odds that I will reference in this podcast come from Bet US. And for this week only, I'm going to throw in my own little personal bonus here for you guys. If any of you... Sign up for an account at BetUS.com. If you use promo code BACON, if you screenshot the confirmation of your deposit and DM me on Twitter, I will send you an NBA Top Shot moment. If you're into that sort of thing. If you're not on NBA Top Shot, then disregard this. It doesn't matter. If you're on NBA Top Shot and you want a free moment sent to you, per- sent to you personally from yours truly, Sign up at BetUS.com, enter promo code BACON, make a deposit, screenshot the deposit confirmation, send me a DM on Twitter with that screenshot as well as your NBA Top Shot username, and I will personally send you one of my NBA Top Shot moments. Now, if too many of you do it, I'll I'll run out of moments and then I'll have to stop, but um, fuck it, I'll, I'll just buy more. I'll buy more moments and send them out, so... No limit on this, uh, unless there's like maybe, uh, I'll set a limit of 50, but it's not going to get that high. So, BetUS.com, best sports book in the world, promo code BACON, make a deposit, screenshot, send me the screenshot, and your NBA Top Shot username, I'll send you one of my moments, just like that. It's a great sports book, there's no downside, you're supporting the podcast, you're getting free money with a deposit bonus, everyone is a winner. Now, in today's episode of the podcast, Valspar Championship, that's the PJ Tour tournament this week. Uh, so obviously I'm going to talk about that. I always give my golf breakdown um, and my picks for that. And then I'm going to talk about the NFL draft, which over the past few years has slowly turned into one of my favorite events to bet on every single year. And then of course I got my best bets for Wednesday night, got two MLB plays and two NHL plays for a total of four bets for Wednesday night. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be a little bit of a fun episode here. Last week, the, um, uh, Zurich Classic, Zurich Classic. Uh, I didn't do very well. Billy Horschel and Sam Burns finished top ten, so I hit that pick. 
Uh, my round bets didn't go well. I don't like that Zurich Classic tournament, man. I don't like it. I don't like the partner format. Partner format's right, good for Ryder Cup. I, 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 I don't like it. I, I don't like that team format. It's tough, man. Switching back and forth between best ball and alternate shot. It's tough. I don't like it, so it wasn't a great weekend, but I'm glad that we're back to normal format here with this week's Valspar Championship. Now, before I get into the picks portion of the podcast, quick story, because this story is going to be somewhat relevant uh, later on when we start talking about the NFL draft, but uh, something happened this week. Like I said, I'll, I'll get to it when I get to the NFL draft, but it reminded me of a time, and this probably happened four years ago before my before I was hired by Art, uh, Odd Shark. I met, might have got an inside scoop on fixed esports. I don't think I've told the story on the podcast before, but I used to be uh, part of a sports betting group on Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, it's basically just like an audio and and text messaging service. Kind of a if you have Slack, it's I guess it'd be similar to Slack. Uh, a lot of people in the video game world use it, but I was in a sports betting group on there, and a guy from the group sent me a direct message and he said, "Hey, man." Uh, just a heads up if you're interested, uh, I'm aware of fixed esports in like the third division of some Russian league or something like that, some low division esports. He was like, I, I'm aware the games are fixed and there are certain matchups where I know the outcome ahead of ahead of time. So if you want to make some money, I can give you these picks. Um, so of course, like I said, this was before my time with Odd Shark. I was a little bit more naive uh, than I am now. But at the start, I, I was still kind of cautious, but I said, all right. Let me know uh, the next time that you have one that you know is fixed. So he did. He said, all right, I'll give you the first one for free. So he told me what it was. Uh, I don't remember. Like I said, it was some lower division esports. I'm not an esports guy whatsoever. So I wouldn't even recognize the name now if he told me. Um, but I ended up putting 100 bucks on it. Uh, it was actually it, the odds were set as a pick 'em minus 110. I put 100 bucks on it just based off this guy's word. And I mean, back then, 100 bucks was a lot of money. Well, let's be fair. A hundred dollar bet right now would be a, a big bet for me. But um, so I put a hundred bucks on it, and it won. Uh, and it did seem kind of fishy. I was watching a live stream of it, and it did seem a little bit fishy. So I was like, "Wow, this guy might be legit." So then I went back and I said, "Oh, hey, thank, thanks for that uh, for that pick, man. Uh, do you have uh, do you have any more? Let me know the next time you have one." And then he said. Well, I'll do it, but what we have to do now is if the pick hits, you have to send me 50% of your winnings and you have to bet at least $200. So that's when the red flags start going off. Um, his story was that he was banned from sports books because he's been making too much money betting on these, so that's why he couldn't make the bet himself. So for him to be able to make money off them, he had to kind of give the picks to other people, but then those people had to agree to, to give him 50%. Um, of the winnings, and also you had to bet at least two hundred dollars, or is is at least two hundred dollars. It might have been even more than that. So I had to agree to that in order to keep doing this. And then I, I mean, I thought in the back of my head, what am I doing here? Am I? I, I don't know this guy. Could he be scamming me? Maybe. Is is it truthful? I mean, it is like lower division uh, esports. I mean, it's possible that these that these matches are fixed. So I went back and forth, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I did end up not doing it. I ended up just blocking him, deleting him. I didn't want to go down that road. Um, but since then, I've, I've talked to people, and apparently this is actually a somewhat known scam, 
where they'll do that and they'll have several different people that they're talking to and then half the people they'll give a pick on one side and then the other half the people they'll give the other pick. So then no matter which side wins, he's going to be getting money from the people who gave the right pick to and the people he gave the wrong pick to will probably just block him and never talk to him again. Um, so I'm glad I didn't follow through with that. Was that exactly what he was doing? Looking back at it, probably, most likely. Um, but even to this day, there's kind of a, a small part of me that thinks, I could have got potentially just rich just following this guy's fixed eSport matches, if he was telling the truth. Um, but I blocked him, deleted them. I'm not even part of that sports betting group on Discord anymore. Um, but every now and then I think about that story, and something happened this week that reminded me of it. A little bit of a similar situation, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's start the podcast here, the picks portion of the podcast. We're going to start with the PGA Tour Tournament, the Valspar Championship. So let's get into it. It is the April 28th episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Here we go. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. All right, let's get into the picks. We're going to start with the Valspar Championship. Once again, podcast brought to you by BetUS.com. Sign up for an account, enter the promo code BACON for 150% bonus on your first deposit. Valspar Championship, held at the Copperhead Course at the Innisbrook Resort, 7,340 yards. It is a par 71. Uh, now, this event did not happen in 2020. It was one of the events that was canceled due to the uh, the outbreak of the pandemic, obviously. Uh, so it's back this year, first time that this event will be going on since 2019. Um, now it's all. I, this has kind of been a trend of, of events lately, but this course is once again all about accuracy, but even more so than than some previous events. So the design of the course, when you're looking at Copperhead Core, uh, Copperhead Course, is there are a lot of dog legs. There's even a double dog leg. So it makes accuracy off the tee extremely important because you don't need to just hit the fairways. Uh, here at the Valspar Championship, you need to hit the right part of the fairways. Um, unless you're a guy like Bubba Watson who can completely shape your shot around just about any corner, um, you need to be able to hit the right part of the fairway to have a decent approach onto the green. And it's a little bit of a tricky uh, tricky uh, course, tricky event. It's not exactly um, low scoring. Paul Casey won it there in 2019. Paul Casey, by the way, back-to-back champion here. He won it in 2018 and 2019. I think 2019, he was like eight under was the winning score. So uh, it's not going to be a crazy birdie fest. Uh, You need to be accuracy. Power distance is going to do absolutely nothing for you off the tee. It's all about accuracy in every single facet. The greens are kind of small as well, so you got to be accurate with your irons. Accuracy, accuracy, accuracy this week. That is the number one thing that is important. So let's get into my key stats here. Driving accuracy is number one. We can 100% narrow in on accuracy. Distance is not important whatsoever, so we take that completely out of the equation. Driving accuracy, number one key stat. Then we're looking at strokes gained approach. Obviously, like I mentioned, with the greens being smaller, we need guys who are going to be good with their approach game. you got to have good irons. Um, next key stat, narrowing in on that a little bit further, and that's we're going to look at approaches from 175 to 200 yards out. So... A lot of the approach shots uh, at, uh, at at Copperhead are going to be immediate irons to long irons. 
Uh, one of the reasons why is because a lot of these holes, um, accuracy plays a, a bigger role. Guys are going to not be hitting driver. They're going to be hitting three wood. They're going to be hitting, you know, a long iron off the tee, which is going to help them for accuracy, but it's going to give them a little bit of a longer approach shot. So narrowing in on that 175 to 200 yards out is going to be important. Then we're looking at scrambling percentage with the greens being smaller. Guys are going to miss them. Being able to get back up and down and save power is going to be important. Strokes gain putting. Obviously want to look at that uh, every single week. The grass here is Bermuda. So if you're one of those grass handicappers, look at guys who putt well on Bermuda. I've yet to find a good source. And if anyone knows one, please let me know. But are there any good sources out there where you can look up the types of grass and, and what golfers putt well at? Because right now, usually what I use is just kind of... Um, I, I don't have a database. It was just kind of the eye tester or what I've noticed in the past. Like I know Sung J M uh, always putts well on Bermuda. I know some of the West coast guys usually putt well on the Poana. Um, but if there's like an, a, a website that actually had that data for every single golfer, that would be extremely helpful. So if you're one of those grass, grass handicappers, uh, it is on Bermuda grass. And I did toss in a sixth key stat here. Usually I just have five, but I toss in, toss in a sixth, and that's bogey avoidance. Uh, so why that's so big is because, like I said, it's a pretty tough course. It's it, it's probably, it might be, if it does get in the, if the winning score does get in the d- double digits, it'll be just barely. So birdies aren't really important. What's kind of important is not getting bogeys. So if you guys who might not necessarily be very good at getting birdies because maybe they're not a great putter. Maybe they don't have a great short game. Um, just getting pars for the most part and then the occasional birdie when you hit a really good approach shot is going to be good enough to win this tournament. You don't need guys who are going to be able to sink putts from all over the green and, and drain a bunch of birdies. Um, but those guys who are really good at avoiding bogeys, maybe they're really high in greens and regulation, uh, those guys are going to have success this week. So with that being said, let's get into my picks here. Starting with a guy who obviously is close to my heart, has done very well recently, but I haven't picked him recently. At least I don't think. Did I pick him recently? I don't think I did, but I maybe I did a few weeks back. But that's Corey Connors. Canadian Corey Connors at 20 to 1. Obviously, he's one of my favorite golfers to cheer for because he's Canadian. I think it was last last year or 2019, I used to pick him all the time. And he's been extremely hot lately. I, have I bet on Corey Connors recently? I don't think I have. Maybe in some round bets, but I don't think I have pre-tournament picks. But once again, uh, my memory's just shit from the amount of concussions uh, and weed that have smoked. My short-term memory is basically all gone. So maybe I have bet on Corey Connors recently. I don't think I have, though. Like him a lot at 20 to 1, though. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who, who whose course fits the style. I mean, this is it. 10th in driving accuracy, T11 in strokes gained approach, T10 in bogey avoidance. He struggles at events where you have to score because his short game kind of keeps him from getting a ton of birdies. He's not a great putter, but here at the Valspar, we're just kind of avoiding bogeys and getting the odd birdie and being accurate off the tee is the recipe to win. This literally fits Corey Connor style to a T, pun intended. Also, like I said, he's hot recently, and really I don't think not many people have been talking about it. Since missing the cut at the Genesis Invitational, which was what, late February? He's gone 3rd, 7th, T14, T8, and T4. 
So he has four top ten top ten finishes in his last five starts, and the one that wasn't a top ten was T14. So good luck finding a guy who's been in better form than Corey Connors. He also finished 18th here in 2018. Um, so that's, I mean, that's another a, a good sign. He obviously plays well here. So uh, give me Corey Connors to win 20 to 1. And then I'm also going to bet on him to finish in the top 10 at plus 180. My second pick is a guy who I know I have bet on recently. Um, and this is a guy whose game is almost identical to Corey Connors, but he hasn't been playing as well as Corey Connors has recently. And that is the Mexican Abraham answer 30 to one. I like him here, but when you look at stats, very, very, very similar to Corey Connors, fantastic ball striker, but he can struggle at events where he has to shoot low due to a not so hot short game. He's something like 111th in strokes gained putting, but third on the PJ tour and driving accuracy fifth on the PJ tour and bogey avoidance. 45th in strokes gained approach. Um, so this type of course, I think, fits him very well, and I think uh, his I, I like his price quite a bit at 30-1. to 1. Uh, Much like Corey Connors, he also had a 2018 start here where he finished in the top 20. He finished 16th here in, tw- in 2018. Uh, literally, it feels like Connors and Answer are almost the exact same golfer to bet on this week. Now, Connors does have a slightly better approach game. Answer is a little bit of, bit of a better scrambler. I think he's like 11th in, in scrambling, I think. Um, and he's obviously good at, at, at bogey avoidance, as I mentioned, fifth on the PJ Tour in bogey avoidance. Um, and then Corey Connors is a little bit uh, is a little bit in better form right now as opposed to Answer, so that's why there's the difference in the odds. Um, but, I mean, he, he can avoid bogeys. He can hit greens. He has a year of experience at the course where, where he finished in the top 20. I like this pick quite a bit of 30 to 1. I'm going to take him there at 30 to 1. I'm also going to take him in the top 10 at plus 300 at 3 to 1. Now, my long shot bet. Uh, not going to bet on this guy to win, but I'm going to bet on this guy to finish in the top 10 at plus 650, and that is Charles Howell the third. So this is one of those course history bets because uh, Charles Howell, Howell, he does do a good job of, of avoiding bogeys. Uh, T12 on tour and avoiding bogeys, a good scrambler at 13th, but he's not a great approach player and he's like above average at driving accuracy. I think he ranks like 100th in driving accuracy, but this is a bet on him because he's historically played very well at Copperhead. Of all the players in the field this week, he ranks 5th an average strokes gained at Copperhead at plus 1.33. He also has finishes in his career here at Copperhead of 2nd, 5th, 6th, 10th, 14th, 16th, 28th. Um, I mean, he's been around forever, so he also has like a couple missed cuts sprinkled in there and a couple not-so-great starts. But, uh, I mean, four starts in the top 10, two in the top five. So he plays this course very, very well. I think for him to finish in the top 10 at plus 650 is fantastic value if you're looking for a little bit of a long shot there especially considering he finished t18 at the rbc heritage in his last start he also finished t9 at the players championship this year so he has been in pretty decent form lately so charles howell top 10 plus 650 if you want to get crazy he is at 90 to 1 to win the whole thing so there you go that's my quick uh that's my pga tour betting preview for the valspar championship it's a pretty straightforward event man accuracy 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 with a little bit of strokes um bogey avoidance kind of sprinkled in there so Corey connors to win 20 to 1 top 10 plus 180 abraham answer to win 30 to 1 top 10 plus 300 charles howell the third to finish in the top 10 at plus 650 all right let's get into the nfl draft here so once again the nfl draft uh before i get into the picks here 
Um, the odds I'm referencing are all bet us. They have a fantastic selection there. Better, uh, better selection of or better list of available options than FanDuel, in my opinion. And I, I looked at FanDuel's odds. BetUS has a wider selection. So once again, sign up for an account at BetUS.com. Promo code BACON for 125% pro, uh, uh, bonus deposit. Bonus on your first deposit. But um, my thing, my little spiel here about the NFL draft, I think it's one of the more exciting events of the year to bet on just because of like that anticipation where you have a bet riding on the pick and then uh, Goodell or whoever it ends up being announces the pick and you're just like, you're just waiting and then he announces the pick. Ah! I don't know, it's just electric, even though it's almost impossible to handicap because, I mean, you don't have stats to look at. All you have to really get ready for, the, for uh, these bets is other people's words. You just have mock drafts and insiders. And what insiders do you trust? Which ones do you think are the good ones? Which one do you think are the bad ones? And I mean, it just kind of goes to show how hard it is to bet on this because there's NFL insiders and draft experts whose entire job literally all year is to try to predict the outcome of the NFL draft. And most of them are dead wrong a lot. So at the end of the day, this is all guesswork. You never really know what kind of trades are going to happen, what teams are going to reach for what players. Um, so just with that being said, like, just kind of don't go crazy with your bets on this. Um, I'm betting pretty small cause I, 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 I'm doing it just, just for entertainment purposes. Um, most of these are just kind of guesses based on what I think the teams will do. And from reading reports and mock drafts and stuff, there's no stats to look at obviously. So with that being said, let's get into my picks here. How many do I have? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. I got eight picks for the first round of the NFL draft. Well, one of them kind of might extend past the first round. But we're going to start off with Trey Lance to be selected third overall at plus 250. So you guys know reports came out over the weekend. The 49ers narrowed down um, who they're going to pick to Alabama quarterback Mac Jones or North Dakota State QB Trey Lance. So Mac Jones right now at BetUS is the favorite at minus 230. Um, And it... To be fair, I mean, that that would make more sense than Trey Lance. But at the end of the day, 49ers, unless you think that this is like a smokescreen and they're actually going to take Justin Fields, which I think is a little bit of a tinfoil hat, I think Occam's razor, they're going to take Mac Jones or Trey Lance. So if Mac Jones is the minus 230 favorite, why not just take, why not take a shot at Trey Lance? Plus 250, take a shot. If in theory there's a 50-50 chance, if they narrowed it down to these two guys and there's a 50-50 chance who they're deciding between, why would you not take the plus 250? Why not? I don't see any reason why not. It's not confirmed that they're going to take Mac Jones. They said they've narrowed it down to those two guys. And if they have, then it's a 50-50 shot. So let's let's take Trey Lance plus 250. Shake things up there early in the, uh, early in the draft. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be the first time that a surprise QB was selected early in the first in the first round. So plus 250. Let's take a shot. Let's take a shot. Uh, next one I have Devonte Smith, draft position under 11 and a half. So I'll give my take on it, and then I have a little extra to add to it. So I think a lot, I mean, obviously the discussion around Devontae Smith is that he's too small to be successful in the NFL, but I mean, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's coming off one of the greatest seasons for a wide receiver in college football history. Uh, Jamar Chase probably only had the better one in 2019, so two very, very good wide receivers. I think people are, are, are putting too much stock in the fact that Devontae Smith isn't exactly big. I think that's kind of become a popular take among sports media i don't think the gms care that much his film is just too good he's too talented 
and there's three teams right now in the top 11 looking for a wide receiver. I think Bengals, Dolphins, Giants. Lions actually could, uh, could be a fourth there in the top 11. So a lot of teams in the top 11 picks who uh, could potentially be looking for a receiver. I mean, I, I'd be shocked not to see Devontae Smith um, going to one of those teams. I mean, he's either going to be the second or third wide receiver taken probably. It'll either be between him or Jalen Waddle. Now, if he is, if Devontae Smith is the second wide receiver taken, which is definitely possible, he's definitely going to go in the in the top 11. And even if he's the third wide receiver taken, he still might go in the top 11. So, Devontae Smith, draft position under 11.5, plus 110. And here's a little caveat to this pick. And, um... This is why I brought up the story about the fixed esports. I every now and then, probably once every two months, a guy will message me saying that he has a lock and he has some inside information on a pick. A guy messaged me uh, last week saying that he has inside sources that Devonte Smith under eleven and a half. He said that if if he's available when the Giants pick, the Giants are going to take him. Now he told me not to relay that information to anyone. It is going to be a secret between me and him. Uh, sorry, dude, you can't give me a tip like that and, and expect me. Uh, not to say it. So I, I don't, I'm not going to relay what the guy's name is or give out any more details, but apparently the Giants, according to, now this is where I like, who would like, I, I don't know what this guy wants. I don't know who this guy is. I think it's the first time he ever messaged me. I didn't look into his background. I don't know how good his sources are. So take this all for a grain of salt, but I already like this bet to begin with. Um, now this guy didn't say that I owe him money if it hits or anything, so I don't think he's trying to scam me. Um, but apparently he has inside sources. Who those inside sources are, I have no idea. Maybe he just wanted to send me a message uh, that was interesting enough for me to respond. That's possible. So I'm not telling you to bet the house on this, but, and I'm sorry, that if that guy is listening to this podcast, I'm sorry that I relayed this information, even though you told me not to. But, uh, for anyone listening, if you ever send me information about an inside sources, I'm going to tell people. I won't reveal your name. I won't tell people who you are. Uh, I can't keep that to myself, though. I'd be doing a disservice to my listeners. Plus money, plus 110, Devontae Smith under 11.5. I like the bet already. Uh, I hope this guy isn't trying to scam me. I wouldn't double up on this bet because some random guy messaged me. Because like I said, I've had guys message me in the past saying they have inside sources and then they'd be dead wrong. So take that for what it's worth. Just a little uh, fun uh, antidote, though. Devontae Smith under 11.5, plus 110. Justin Fields, over 7.5 plus 110. I was kind of shocked to see that this was at plus 110 at BetUS because I think in, for Justin Fields to go in the top 7, someone needs to trade into the top 7, wouldn't they? Am I wrong? Wouldn't it, like, unless the 49ers surprisingly take him at 3 and just kind of the whole uh, Mac Jones, Trey Lance thing uh, being a smokescreen uh, released by the 49ers, I mean, that's possible. But if the 49ers don't take him at 3... I guess there's a chance the Falcons take him a four. That's fair. That would oh, I would be so upset as a Falcons fan. This is what the Falcons need to do. The Falcons need to trade down. The Falcons roster is a mess right now. They only have, what, I think 20 players signed past 2022. All their cap space is, is uh, up, uh, hung up with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and I think Dante Fowler and a couple other guys. Like They need draft capital because they don't need stud players right now. They need just a lot of players. It's a disaster. I hope they trade down, and then I hope they take uh, like an offensive lineman mid-first round. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I wouldn't be completely upset with a Kyle Pitts pick, but um, 
it's just they need so many pieces, man. They need so many pieces for them to take a fourth round pick on a tight end. It's just like, I mean, I get how good he's supposed to be, but there's so many holes. The Falcons need help everywhere on defense. They need help on the offensive line. A quarterback or a tight end, they just don't need right now. If they take a quarterback, I mean, Matt, really, can we stop shitting on Matt Ryan? I know he's getting old. He still has two years left in his contract. He's very serviceable. He still, he still could have a, a good season or two left in him. He, the offensive line was a problem last year. So I will not stand for any Matt Ryan slander. They can, they can wait like another probably two or three years for, to get a quarterback. They don't need to rush. Build the team first and then draft a quarterback. Build the team for so it's this weird narrative I hear all the time from from NFL people that they say when a team decides to rebuild, you gotta get your quarterback. You gotta get your quarterback of the future. Why? We see teams all the time make or do that, and then it it screws over the quarterback because they're put in a situation with absolutely no help. They start seeing ghosts. Yes, Sam Darnold is one of these people, and then they're fucked. And even then, when they get a good team around them, they can't produce because they're so shell-shocked from the first couple seasons when they had absolutely no help. So I'm against that narrative. Build the team first. The quarterback should be like one of the last pieces you add. Um, so I'd be very upset if the Falcons take a quarterback. But back to my, <laughs> back to my pick, Justin Fields over 7.5. The 49ers don't take him. The Falcons don't take him. Someone else would have to trade into that top seven to select him. Now, there's rumors the Patriots might do that. Um, but if they don't, over seven and a half is plus 110's great, great uh, pick. Chris Sims has uh, his mock draft, has him going at 32, which, I mean, could could be possible. So I'll take over seven and a half at plus 110. Kyle Trask under 75 and a half, minus 130. Um, so I think Kyle Trask is the guy the Patriots are eyeing. I think the Patriots are going to take Kyle Trask in the second round. That's my prediction. Um, and that's just based on me reading a couple articles who said similar things, and I was convinced. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any inside sources with the Patriots, but I think Kyle Trask does. I mean, under 75 and a half, that would either be uh, obviously first round, second round, or early third round. I can't see him dropping worse than early third. I could see one of those teams with the first few picks um, taking a shot on him in, uh, in the early of the th- early parts of the third round if he does last that long. So I think that's a great bet. Kyle Trask, the Florida quarterback, under 75 and a half, minus 130. Ravens to draft an offensive player with their first pick, even money. If the Ravens want to get Lamar Jackson any help, they need a receiver, and this is one of the best receiver classes in recent memory. So I think the Ravens might even trade up a little bit, get one of the uh, two or three, get one of the three studs at wide receiver. Um, or they could go offensive lineman to replace Orlando Brown, who they just traded to the Chiefs. So I, I think the Ravens have to go either receiver or offensive line here. they got to get Lamar Jackson a little bit more help. So I like the Ravens to draft an offensive player with the first pick at even money. Giants also to draft uh, to pick an offensive player with their first pick, minus 125. This kind of goes back to the Devontae Smith thing, to be honest. But also, I mean, they need a receiver. They need an offensive line. They need to give Jan- Daniel Jones some help. So I like that bet as well at minus 125. This is a little bit of a risky one. Running back selected in the first round under 0.5. So it's basically just for a running back not to be taken in the first round, plus 225. A little bit of a long shot pick here, but I think the only team in the first round who's looking at a running back uh, is the Steelers, and they pick, what, 24th? Uh, But they also need offensive line help as well. So if the Steelers don't take a running back, then I don't see another team in the first round selecting a running back unless 
someone trades into the first round at the very end to snag one late, which is possible, but you can't predict that. So I'd like the plus 225 odds on no running backs to go in the first round, which is insane to say. Imagine saying that like 20 years ago in the NFL. Uh, That would be insane. Um, how the game has changed. And then finally, offensive players in the first round, over 18.5, minus 140. 18.5 is a big number. Uh, But this is a great draft for offensive players. There's going to be a rush for receivers. A lot of QBs can go. A very good draft for offensive linemen. Terrible draft for defensive linemen. Um, Yeah, so 18.5, I mean, it's a juice at minus 140, but this is one of the more offensive heavy first rounds that I've seen. Um, in my history as a football fan. So offensive players in the first round over 18 and a half minus 140. So let's recap here. Trey Lance to be selected third overall plus 250. Devontae Smith draft position under 11 and a half plus 110. Justin Fields over 7 and a half plus 110. Kyle Trask under 75 and a half minus 130. Ravens to draft an offensive player with a first pick, even money. Giants to pick an offensive player with a first pick, minus 125. Running back selected in the first round under 0.5 plus 225. And then offensive players in the first round over 18 and a half minus 140. All right, let's finish off with some picks for Wednesday night, April 28th. We're going to start in the, uh, we're going to start with a major league baseball here. And a little bit of a strategy I got for tonight. I got two picks. I'm looking at two teams who smash left-handed pitchers who are facing left-handed pitchers. And both teams are listed as underdogs. So if just one of the two hits kind of following this strategy, we're profitable. If both hit, we're absolutely laughing. So let's start with the first one. I'm going to take the Washington Nationals plus 145 against the Blue Jays. Eric Fed, is that it? Is it Feddy or just Fed? Eric Fed is pitching against Steven Matz. Now, i got to say, Steven Matz is my boy. For some reason, I keep thinking he's going to be a Cy Young winner. I've drafted him like five years straight in my fantasy baseball league. This year, he's on the Blue Jays. Um, But to be fair, he has looked absolutely fantastic this season. But he's now facing the Nationals team, which is uh, the second-best team in, in the majors against left-handed pitchers. And I will say about Steven Matz as well, from my history of, of watching him because he's on my fantasy team every year, he never has averages, average games. He just always seems like he either pitches the lights out or he gets lit up. So if that kind of trend is going to follow to Toronto, he's kind of due for getting for having a blow-up game. Because like like he'll he'll go three like when he was on the Mets he'd go like three games uh, with like a a sub two ERA and then he'd give up like eight runs in like two winnings like in the fourth game so um, he's kind of a boomer bust guy I'm not saying that I'm not basing the bet on that but if history repeats itself he's kind of due for one of those games but the reason why I am betting um, against him and fading him here by taking the Nationals at plus one forty five is the Nationals are twenty fifth in the OPS in OPS this season but when you look at their numbers against the lefties they rank second. So if you're going to bet on the Nationals, do when they are facing a lefty. They're first in batting average against lefties at 299, second on base percentage, and second in OPS. Uh, now the Jays are going up against Eric Fed, who, to be fair, he does have an ERA of 5.51, uh, which is why the Nationals are big underdogs. But he does have a 4.39 FIP, so a little bit of a better FIP than ERA, so that's a little bit promising. But the Jays have also struggled against righties this year, 20th in uh, batting average, 24th in OPS now that might change a little bit because they are bombing um tonight against the Nationals but um this is mostly kind of a fate of Steven Matz being a lefty in the Nationals being able to hit lefties now the Jays bullpen is actually first in the majors but coming from a Jays fan this won't hold up I mean it's great to see um but their bullpen is not 
talented enough to be best bullpen in the majors. They're going to regress to a mean at some point this season. Um, I'm I'm very confident saying that they're a average to below average bullpen, above average if they have a, a better than expected season. But they are not the best bullpen in the majors as. But right now the numbers support that. I don't believe it though. I call bullshit on that. Nationals are ninth in bullpen ERA, so in my opinion, bullpen is kind of a wash there. So I'll take the Nationals. I'll take a shot on them hitting up Steven Matz, the lefty, at plus 145. Um, and now my second pick is the Diamondbacks, who are the best team in the majors against lefties. Now they're going up against the lefty and Ryan Weathers. So, yeah, like I said, we're taking two shots here on two underdogs who are the best two teams against lefties, and they're facing lefties. So if one of the two win, we're happy. If both these underdogs hit, we are absolutely laughing. Now, Ryan Weathers wasn't supposed to be a starter this season. He got put in the rotation due to injuries, and he, to be fair, he has looked fantastic. He's actually gone over his last nine and one-third innings. He's allowed zero runs in just two hits, and all nine and one-third of innings uh, was against the Dodgers. So that's very promising. Um, but, I mean, think about it. Did the Padres just randomly find the next Jacob deGrom, or is this a kid who kind of hit his stride for a few games but will come crashing down to earth? I'm willing to bet it's more the latter. Not to say he, he's not going to be a good pitcher, um, but is this random 21-year-old who was supposed to be a reliever going to keep up a sub-1 ERA in the majors? I mean, that, that'd be a great story. I just I, I don't think it's going to happen. And now he's facing literally the best team in Major League Baseball against left-handed pitchers. Diamondbacks have an OPS of 943 against lefties, which is just absolutely insane. That's first in the majors by a mile. I mean, they have an on-base percentage of 383 against lefties, which is also just insane. Uh, and then getting the start for the Diamondbacks is Taylor Widener, who pitched six scoreless innings against this very Padres team back on April the 4th. The Padres ranked 14th in OPS versus righties. I think this is another great spot. Give me the Diamondbacks plus 139 against the Padres to pair with the Nationals there plus 145 against the Blue Jays. And then we're going to finish up with the NHL. A couple National Hockey League picks. First one's going to be very quick because you guys have heard me talk about it. It's Sharks, Coyotes, over five and a half. Um, I'm a believer now. I'm sticking to the theory that Sharks games, Sharks are going to go on a run of over bets. And now it's hitting three straight. Um, it hit last week. Uh, my podcast pick, it hit, right? It hit last week. It was two weeks ago, it didn't hit, and then it hit last week, right? Because, yeah, because now it's hitting three straight, so it must have, yeah. Who was it? Who was it last week? Um, against the Knights again? Uh, so, yeah, last Wednesday, yeah, 5-2. So it hit against the Knights, um, and then I bet on it again uh, Monday against the Coyotes, and 10 goals were scored, and now they're facing the Coyotes again. So it's hitting three straight. I'm going to die on that hill. Sharks, Coyotes over five and a half. And then my other one is the Avalanche. I'm taking the Avalanche plus, plus 105 against the Golden Knights. So fun fact, this is just the second time, only the second time since the COVID shutdown in March of 2020 that the Avalanche have been set as the underdog, so I have to jump on this opportunity. The only other time the Avalanche have been set as the underdog in over a year now uh, was against against these same Golden Knights. It was at this exact same price of plus 105. Is on February 16th of this year, and the Avalanche won the game 3-2. to two. 
Uh, when looking at statistics, you guys know I love five-on-five courses. It's become a little bit of a meme. <laughs> but the Avalanche are first in the NHL in the stat by a mile. Five-on-five Corsi of 58.46%. And the next closest team is the Canadians at 54.57%. Uh, they're also doing. They're also much better defensively in the Golden Knights. They give up just 8.31 five-on-five high-danger scoring chances per 60 minutes, while the Golden Knights give up 10.18. So I got to take the Avs here. Got to take a shot on them as an underdog plus 105. Once again, to repeat because it is kind of insane. First game, sorry, second game since February of 2020, before the pandemic shutdown, that the Avalanche have been set as underdogs. So. The restart of the 2020 season, when they did the bubble and the play-in games and the playoffs, weren't set as an underdog throughout that whole time. Set as the underdog just once this year. Same team, Golden Knights, and they won the game 3-2. So I'm going to take a shot on the Avalanche, plus 105 against the Golden Knights. And I'm pairing that with uh, Sharks-Coyotes over 5.5. So there you have it. This was the April 28th episode of the Bacon Best Podcast. NFL Draft is going to be fun. Very excited for that. Valspar Championship, of course, is going to be a good time. Uh, I don't have any UFC picks on the podcast. I might release some before the weekend. Uh, Last weekend's UFC card was absolutely nuts, and I did well. I've actually done better with my UFC picks this year than I historically have. I went, what, three for one? I think the three picks I hit were all decent plus-size money picks. Um, So there you have it. Create an account at BetUS.com, you fucks. (laughs) Enter the promo code BACON, 125% deposit bonus. Uh, if you send me a screenshot of you uh, of a deposit confirmation uh, through a DM on Twitter, I'll send you uh, an NBA Top Shot moment. How about that? From yours truly, I'll send it to you personally. Give me your username as well. That's all I have for you. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Rate and review it. That helps me out as well. Uh, I love you all, and I will talk to you all next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.